Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Incredible Conversations podcast with me, your host, Isabel Wellman. Today, we are going to dive deep into the depths of death and how the death of any kind, whether it be of another that you know, that you love, of someone that has touched you, of yourself, of your experiences, your expectations, what you anticipated, an event, whatever it may be. We're going to dive into the nitty gritty of it and learn different practices and ways, as well as hear some encouraging words to find peace within death and ground down into that energy for today. If you're new to the podcast, I thank you so much and I warmly welcome you as I honor your space, as I honor your time, because I know that your time is of the most important value. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. I really cannot express that enough. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, share it with at least three friends and spread some love, spread some peace over what many of us are experiencing, especially now in this time. Today we have the sun in Sag and the moon in Pisces. So it's a perfect topic considering Pisces rules the underworld, our mystical realms, the metaphysical, our spiritual connection. So maybe you've been feeling a little bit more grounded in the meditation or finding your center a little easier today. Perhaps you're feeling a little whimsical and some magic is spewing out of your fingertips. Perhaps it's a day where you feel like you wanna escape and you don't wanna be here, that it's a little too hard to bear the burden of being physically alive in this realm during this time. Again, whatever it may be, you are seen and you are heard and you are allowed to feel those ways. Thank you for being a part of this community and let's get started. Welcome to the show again, my friends. I'm so damn grateful to welcome you here into this space and that you are choosing consciously to spend your time, investing your time, into this valuable conversation today. I'm once again outside here in Paulsbow, Washington, under a cloudy sky where there is some blue peeking through today. And I say that because I feel so, so protected today. I feel this wonder and curiosity about the world we are living in about this unified field that we are able to create by coming together in a safe and sacred space where we take the time to bow our heads in resonance, where we can remember exactly why we're here or what we're made out of. And even when we don't know what we're made out of or where we're going or what we're doing, that there is a safety in trusting our own self. 
And in today's conversation, we're going to be touching on remembering how to trust that the universe is always working for us and to trust that life has our back. That is the mantra for today. I trust that life has my back and that spirit is always with me. Which is quite fitting for this Sagittarian sun, moon, and Pisces energy. For me, this is a time where I can deep dive into poetry and reminisce with words and act out of a little bit of a sweeter place. And I feel that connection with the other world, with our ancestors, with the lineages that have come before us, with those who have passed on. They're here with us, those guardian angels that we have, or those miracles and the good essence and flow of energy where we're getting these slight messages to nudge us in the direction that will be most beneficial to us in this life. All it takes is a little silence. So if you're someone who maybe struggles with a mind that never stops running and running the circle and it drives you into the ground crazy mad where you had this whole list and nothing got accomplished, that's okay. Or if you're someone who feels so deeply and intimately with yourself, but it's almost intangible and you're unable to put it into words, that's all right. And if you're someone who's so full of fire that you have to just move the body, release it, this kundalini energy, it runs from the root of your sacral and all the way up through the crown of your head, shooting towards the heavens and equally back down to the earth. We ground down and we are marking the land with our emotion. That is absolutely fine. And if you're an earth person who walks out into nature and you can witness the gratitude that runs through your bones, etches into this earth with each thought towards the sky, towards the sun, towards all that is below us. That's great. And so we all have different ways. And it's okay if we get lost as long as we can find our center once again. As long as we can remember that there's benevolent beings here with us, supporting us in this physical realm, in this very awkward and hard place to live in. It's tough being a human. My, my role model, my teacher for my astrology studies, Deborah Silverman, she's always saying, who the heck wrote the freaking rules for this place? Because they are just crap. Why are we here to endure the suffering and the pain and there's so much hardship and the earth feels like it could fall apart at any moment? But when we can take that step towards silence and we listen, her other favorite thing to say is, listen and silence have the same letters. They're made out of one of the same. And so truly, don't just take that as another cheesy thing that you hear in your day. Take a moment to sit with that. Acknowledge that. Where does it bring up emotion for you? Emotion is simply just energy 
that is moving through and out of our bodies when we allow it, when we give it the permission to keep ruminating and running and exploring and savoring. So let us remember that life has our back and that the spirits that are here for our highest power, purpose, they're always with us every step of the day. And it just takes a moment of your time to sit in the silence of all that is right here and right now. So I'd love to open with a little meditation, a quick guided one. Wherever you are, if you're driving, please just feel into your body. Pay attention to your surroundings, but just want you to feel present with what is happening around you. If you're not driving, if you're in a safe place, please have a straight, erect spine, whether that's laying down or sitting up. Close the eyes if it feels good for you. Or try to keep your focus on one object in front of you if your eyes are open. And begin to settle in to this physical body. Allow yourself to bring a focus to the breath. Feel the chest begin to expand all the way down into the belly. Fill that belly up like a little balloon, like a cute little baby. And hold it. Hold it in your body. Witness where spaces begin to become filled with this oxygen. And at your own pace when you're ready. Exhale that breath out. Exhale anything that is not of service to you. Take your time with the exhale. Make it long. Remember that we're looking, and not even looking, we're remembering where space is within us. We are looking at where we can let go of energy that might be a little crusty, a little old, that's not as peaceful, that is not ours to carry anymore in this moment. Take a deep inhale into the body. Fill up, fill up, fill up with love, with trust. Hold it at the top. Think about what trust means to you. What does trust feel like? Fill up those spaces with those feelings, with those thoughts, with what really resonates. And exhale, let it go. Let go of anything that does not align with what you brought up, what makes you feel grounded and peaceful, safe, secure. And as we sit in this meditation, I want you to imagine that there's a light at the top of your head and there's a circle opening right at the crown. And it's opening and it's opening wider and it's a little hole that's coming and growing and it's allowing light to come in from the heavens to connect down into you moving down the spine through the neck past the shoulders slowly intertwining and interweaving between the vertebrae lighting it up with whatever color comes to your mind whatever feeling 
the tingles or a sensation that resonates all the way down to the middle of the back, past the belly button. Slowly continuing to weave and intertwine deeper and deeper down to our sacral and in towards the ground. And it keeps going through the earth. And now we are becoming one of what is above as well as connecting with one of what is below us. And as we deepen this connection, as we keep that light going down into the earth, imagine a gold brick at the end of that light and it's swinging back and forth, slowly drawing you down as it is equally drawing you up, giving you the grounding feeling that we do not have to feel like any of this is an illusion, that we can make sense of it all. But we also can make sense of the energies around us, of those beings that are here to support us, those that have passed on from our life, and those that are still here with us today. And to find great gratitude for this connection. Witness if you're feeling any sense of warmth or coolness. If you feel the hand on your back of someone you've lost. Or you're feeling their embrace in any way. Maybe a soft song or a sweet word they have shared with you. Perhaps you're witnessing someone who's still here that you would find comfort in from that if they could see you for your trueness for your lightness and as you're continuing to breathe at your own pace feeling the expansion of yourself from this realm to the heavens down into the earth realm into the unseen realize that you can also be the being rubbing your own back, giving yourself those sweet words, remembering that it's okay to feel grief about something that did not turn out how you expected or anticipated or what you thought was gonna be the way. And as you feel this forgiveness, Acknowledge what it would feel like to let that go, to truly forgive, to be okay with giving it your all, with doing your best, and where you will continue to expand if you just listen, if you sit in that silence. Take a couple more deep rounds of breath, feeling the body limitless in its nature connected to all of those around you who have your back as well as yourself. Spirit is always with me and life has my back. What a beautiful, beautiful remembrance as we take one more big inhale into the body, pause at the top and exhale completely. When you are ready, begin to open the eyes, wiggle the fingers, relish in this moment for a few more seconds if it feels good for you.
And I would like to kick it off with the saying or the topic of death bringing us together. How can death bring us together? What can it do when we feel such sadness or hurt from losing a loved one? Can we be okay with holding this pain, with acknowledging their time is not of attachment to this physical plane, but it's a cycle of ever long rejuvenation in this world of relearning and magic. And how can we accept this when it's in ourselves? When we see this ego death or where we have come to a point in our lives where we are not resonating with what we anticipated to be our end all, such as the friends or the boyfriend or girlfriend or partner, with the career, with the family relationships, with the earth that is around us, with where we are and how we use our time, where we invest it. So death can bring us together by opening up parts of ourselves that maybe we are shocked to find out or notice. And that there's a grief that comes with this death because at the base of it all, we have unconditional love for that being, for our being, for who they were, what they brought into our life. This goes in all forms of another person passing onto the next realm or a part of ourselves that doesn't align with who we are, where we're going. And it's okay to not know how to reconstruct life, how to move forward. It's okay to sit and be in that sadness. And of course, there's no limitation on how long it takes to heal but we must remember that their spirit is not truly gone we can call upon them at any day at any moment at any time that we need to remember who they were and where they were able to bring us what they're able to protect us with what they served us with and how that is allowing us to expand in this present moment even with them not being a part of us today. This transformation within us, it never is talked about for being very gentle. And maybe you've felt that in your life where you've had someone taken from you. Maybe part of yourself has been taken from you an unraveling of sorts and it feels like a chaotic tornado ripping through your heart where someone who may not be as okay with death of any kind goes spiraling out of control relates and goes into the drugs into the alcohol the numbing agents 
to take us out of this physical world because it is so damn hard to deal with the suffering. It is so hard to feel the grief and the pain. So to party it off, to ignore it, to pretend it never happened, to resist talking about it with others. There's no time frame on how soon that can be released. But to know that the longer it lasts, the longer we suffer, the longer we hold that being in a state of waiting room syndrome is what I think. We hold them in an illusion that we do not have access to them anymore. When they are a representation of the trees around us, of the birds swinging by, when you focus long enough on, on someone, rejoicing in their life, celebrating who they were, feeling the feelings that were so good and so, so monumental to your development as a human, whether it was a past part of you or another. Bring that back. And taking in account that when you can remember it in that way, then it's never truly gone. And we just have to acknowledge it, that we're able to choose when we tap in to that energy. Energy never truly gets destroyed, right? It's, it's always ongoing. It's always transferring. And so how can we transfer the energy of grief, of the pain, into acceptance and devotion of living a life in the name of their good, benevolent being, of their essence that is eternally living? How can we step up and make the choice to pick ourselves up, to remind ourselves it's okay, and forgive ourselves above all else for what it is we are struggling through with the loss and the passing? And devotional practices can help us. Finding spiritual meaning behind death can help us. Talking with others who have experienced death or near-death experiences or even transforming themselves and feeling the purge and feeling sad because the partner is their dream partner, but now it's a couple years down the road and nothing feels aligned anymore. And that's the growing pains. Just as we feel in the physical body, as we develop as humans, the bones growing, all of our muscle coming together, all of our mass forming. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts because we get used to being a certain way. And then that way is taken from us. And we don't know how we can bear that load. So let's talk about accepting that and trusting that the world is not here to prevent us or keep us from continuing to develop and continuing to participate in this life. And I'd love to dive into the fact that when we have these deaths, it is an opportunity for us to remember that the best is still yet to come. And a way that we can look at this is, all right, say that it's a, an actual death. And it's been a year out. 
It's been a month out. Where were you a month prior? Where were you a year prior? What have what has your life consisted of? And be honest. If you've wept every single day for that year and stay and been depressed and been in this dark shallow hole where you've restricted yourself from happiness and peace and connecting with other people who can relate to your experience it's as if you've keeping yourself kidnapped from healing the pain you're kidnapping yourself from community in this unit unity field that we can all grow from really and what we can all find peace in and it can be scary and it can be tough and it can be unbearable and it doesn't mean that you have to stop crying or stop remembering that person or stop loving them because that's the hardest thing isn't it to destroy a love that we have we don't have to destroy it But we have to also remember that for ourselves, we must stay healthy. For them, in remembrance of them, we must continue on our path in this life. And take their teachings, take their words, take their spirit with us every day. In a positive way that can help us only mend the wound. And acknowledge its benefit in our life. So let's devote to ourselves in a practice. Maybe we meditate and we connect with them straight in the morning. Maybe we share our story in groups or talks across the world. Because it was so impactful and empowering. Maybe we begin to explore new activities where we are challenging ourselves. Where that person would have loved to be there side by side. Where they would be proud of us. Because you're proud of yourself. For where you are going and who you are becoming. Because they have moved on. And that's sometimes the hardest thing that we can contemplate. Or even consider. Is that their their death, their passing. Is crucial for who we are to become in this lifetime and if you need to just take a moment and pause the video pause the podcast I'll I'll be here when you get back and see how that feels for you what what is the purpose of their passing for you to grow into what does that mean to you how does that feel what comes to your mind the first thing that comes to your mind you can even write down very awful things about what i'm saying if you are so pent up in this mindset of i must be miserable and i must sacrifice my happiness and i must struggle and be suffering but we have to remember to let love in love is never gone we just have to remember to let it in again from another source not to replace only to add because we never truly lose that love from that other 
And so when we can start activities that ignite us again, remind us of our joy, of what the other may have loved as well, we begin to increase a community that can hold us and the expansion of where we are going and who we are becoming. And maybe the relationships around you start to change and you let go of friends. You let go of family members that aren't respecting your boundaries or your space or who who are in the negative mind loop of not being able to come to terms with this passing of a real person or a part of your own self. And if you want to take it even a step further, you can begin to learn about your lineage and about your ancestors. Where did they come from? What part of the world did they populate? What did they might what might have they done day to day? What kind of environment did they live in? Have to learn to adapt to and eventually thrive in? What were their hardships? And let's find resonance there. Let's remember them as well. And let's remember how we can invite them to participate in our day today to support us when we feel alone, when we feel the chaos of this unraveling of who we've known ourselves to be, of the life we once knew. Invite yourself to reinvent yourself without replacing anything. Reinvite yourself to reinvent yourself from the loss through the death and into peace, into a peacefulness that can lather your day and raise you higher to motivate others and encourage them that they're not alone and what they're experiencing and the opportunities that are succumbing that it could feel surreal or out of reach an illusion of some sort like how could I possibly get over this how can I possibly make amends how can I possibly allow myself to keep going and in the name of them is what I say because we have to be devoted to this we have to be devoted to ourselves to find a practice that connects us and allows us to grow there's no but only ands <laughs> and there's no time frame on this healing process you guys there's no oh it has to be this certain way and if it's not i'm failing and i'm just going to perpetually keep myself in the cycle of feeling bad because i don't think i'm doing good enough because i'm not doing good enough then I must not be trying. And if I'm not trying, then what am I even doing anyways? And it can be this very toxic and addicting way of living when we aren't able to have anyone push us or anyone to know about what is truly going on within ourselves. And it can start with us. It can start with a journal. Anytime we feel emotion, write it down. And honor the emotion. What do you need to do to center yourself again? Can you drop into a meditation for one minute? Can you feel into your body that you are here? 
that you're grounded, that where you are is exactly where you need to be, that that spirit, that essence, it's still illuminating the way. But it had to take a step back in order for us to continue on our journey, whatever the cause may have been. Because at the end of the day, we have to remember that the best is yet to come. So I invite you to challenge yourself by doing something out of the ordinary. If you feel like this grief of not knowing how to move forward with your new self, with maybe a lonelier space because the friend group you had disappeared and you have no one around you, how can you connect with those that are like-minded that are on the path of where you're going? Does it involve an investment? Does it involve asking for help and expressing your soul and where you're at with integrity and not finding it weak, but being vulnerable to light the way for other people to also show up? And that can be one of the challenges is remembering, oh, oh yeah, I'm not the only one who's ever been through this. And there are other people undergoing this transformation and this evolution and this understanding and this life. And may that be how death brings us together. May that be what binds us to hold hands, to welcome us in ceremony and in circles, to commune, to share. May death bring us together in this physical realm. May we believe in spirit above all else. A quote that I found from the Heart of Grief on Instagram is, you're not wrong. Grief destroyed life as you once knew it. It stripped away the future you had perfectly planned. It took your innocence and left you feeling homesick when you're, you never left home at all. So these feelings can rocket launch us into this state of frenzy and truly outerworldly because it's not reality. We're all caught up and hung up on the anticipation and the expectations and the what it was supposed to be and how it was supposed to go and who was supposed to be there and how all of that can be. It is valid. It's not going to allow us to celebrate what we just went through in a fashion that is... to ripple in a fashion that is to ripple outwards from us to impact others in a positive way. And that's how this death cycle goes. We come into this world as cute little babies and we grow and we grow and we learn and we experience and we undergo and we have heartbreaks and suffering and then people die and pets die and friends die and we die and ourselves, capital S die, the soul moves on. We, we grow older, we live a peaceful life, and we pass. 
And we equally have to let go of those who are still going to be here when we are in that phase. And we have to let go of those who are not coming on the journey with us. That's another part of this. The people who are still going to be here when you're the one undergoing this ego death. They may miss you and they may try to prod and keep you in that small space if it's more of an ego death. And that's where we really have to have boundaries and we have to protect ourselves. And that can only be done through knowledge. If we're ever fearful of really anything in life, it's because we do not know enough about it. And so how can we dive into a spiritual sense of the world in a way that is collectively going to enhance us, personally going to enhance us, to remind those around us that, that we are still connected. And just because we have to move on doesn't mean that there has to be negative emotion. It, it's just time. You can have good standing. And we just have to always remember to come back that the best is yet to come that they're leaving our own self capital S leaving the body birthing anew is the cycle in which we live so what is being birthed what is being birthed anew from you how are you going to impact the world moving forward? What practices, what events, what people do you need to call in to support you as you go through this in your own way? And I think that's the most beautiful part of the death cycle. It's this illusion that we will not have a completeness anymore. But that's exactly what it's doing. It is completing us. It's completing the cycle. It's allowing for new energy to come in. For what we need next to come in. No matter how bad it hurts. And take your time with the pain. Don't push. Don't deny. Don't reject. Accept. Don't restrict. Expand. It's harder to do than it may sound. And it won't feel easy all the time. And it won't just be a clear sunny day and it won't be like icing a cake where you know exactly what to do or where to go or who to talk to so we come back to silence with ourselves and we listen that is what I'm going to leave you with today on the podcast short sweet and simple because if you're undergoing a death of a, another person or your own self, it can equally be the same in <laughs> how tough it is and what you have to reinvite into your life, explore into. So I just want to let you know that if you ever need support to talk about this with anyone, to reach out. You can email isabel at isabelwellman.com and just share your story because I would love to hear it. I haven't shared a personal story on this today, but that will come at a later time. I know that hearing a personal story can be a little bit more of a 
pivot, a motivation for others. But I just want you to reminisce on what it is that you're undergoing and reflect on what it is that you might need in the here and now. So I hope that you know that you are loved, that you are honored for your process, for where you're at. And if you need anything, to please reach out. To please know that you are not ever alone. And that I'm honored to share this space with you and genuinely humbled that you have decided to invest your time in listening to the podcast today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I love you guys.